It's Wigan F1 podcast, and there's another week of lockdown, but don't worry, because we've got three more podcasts going up over the next seven days to get you through the next week. Seven days. That makes sense. Yeah, because it's seven days in a week. I'm with Freddie Coates, and I'm with Adam Dickinson, as usual, and unfortunately, me, myself, Nigel, too, is having to host this because it's my turn. Uh, yes. There's not been much news this week in the F1 world, so I thought I would surprise Freddie and Adam by asking this weird question. Is motor racing a sport? Yeah. Sure. What makes it a sport? Motorsport, which is kind of the crazy <laughs> thing. Um, because with Lewis Hamilton's knighthood, a lot of people say, oh, it's not a sport. And, you know, we're not going to talk about the knighthood too much because, quite frankly, it's just... Uh, What's a sport then? I think that yeah, sport, physical fitness you need to have for it is one. It's competition, competition against other people in a kind of genuine scenario. I don't like esports being called a sport because it's not, but with this, it is kind of genuine. Um, yeah, Why is in the, it's not a sport because it's computer game. It's a game. Um, it's still, I think with esports, it still comes into it actually because you've got still got the best of the best you've got the elite competition side of it and if you've if you've mm. still got that i think that um people are still training they're still putting in the work for um the achievement and i think you obviously have that with yeah, people do that in the law course in their law career or as a doctor or a surgeon people train for it and it's yeah, elite that's a good point the best, the best surgery isn't a sport um, so motorsport isn't a sport adam no it is <laughs> He's given tons of arguments for why nothing is a sport. Well, no. I've said your, <laughs> your definition, which was people train really hard for it and it's elite competition or whatever it was you said. It's got like elite people. It's, the in, it's always it? the best of the best, the cream of the crop. Not always. Not always, no, but mm. you've got to be quite creamy to get there. Mm. I'm coining that as a way of people are good if they're creamy. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, that's answered that question. Uh, I, what do you think, Nigel? Yeah, Nigel. I think it is, yeah, definitely. I, I really don't get why people think Formula One non motor racing isn't the sport. I mean, especially F1, the drivers are incredibly fit. I understand some of the motorsports, yes, that people might not be physically uh, like fit, I guess. Crazy. I even count snooker and darts as a sport, so of course I'm going to count F1 as a sport. I think, I think the reason people kind of maybe don't view motorsport as a sport so much is because they kind of equate it to them driving their cars. Yeah. So they kind of like, yeah, so they're like, oh, you know, you don't need to be fit to do this or whatever, you know, you just sit there and control it. I saw someone saying it's like machine operation. It's just operating a machine. Um, so yeah, I think um, you know. For, I think that's why people don't. But you know, clearly, you need to be fit to do it. You need to train physically to do it. And then, obviously, along with all the the other aspects that you know go under any sport. Absolutely. I mean, if I was even sitting in an F1 car after one lap, I would even not be alive, or my pants wouldn't look like how they were when I started the run. So. If you completed a lap, I'd be impressed. I wouldn't get past the first corner. <laughs> I think it's really interesting seeing um, Richard Hammond on Top Gear when he drove yeah. for Renault oh. about 15 years ago now. And he, 
you know, just what he was saying is so kind of relatable. It's that, well, obviously not for us driving, but, you know, kind <laughs> of, you can't go slow because then the tyres don't heat up and you yeah. crash. You can't go a little bit fast because then the tyres still don't heat up and you crash. But a bigger crash than going slow. So you need to go really fast to be able to control the car, which is just, yeah, just seems terrifying. Yeah. And he know. couldn't even keep the throttle down for like more than half a second, at like no. full throttle. And he's Richard Hammond who drives you know, cars for TV shows. So imagine the one that so was the most like, interesting was when they went on a league of their own and drove the Marussia 2010 F1 car. Oh, yeah. They had Jimmy Carr, James Corden, I think John Bishop doing it. And yeah. if anyone's seen Jimmy Carr, the comedian, on any of these kind of activity kind of shows, like Top Gear when he's done like laps or when he's been on League of Their Own or something, he is not afraid to either kill other people or himself. <laughs> and they were just going hammer and tong on the same circuit that Hammond did, um, but in a obviously much worse F1 car, not the championship winning Renault. It was the back of the grid, either Virgin, I think, car it would have been yeah. actually at the time. Um, and... They had to do lap times against each other, and those were messy, to say the least. Yeah. Couldn't even start. They kept stalling and everything. Was, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's because so the clutch fun. is with your hand, though. I, I, I think yeah. they play that for comedic effect, and I think, no, I'm not going to laugh at this because I would be worse than them. <laughs> Barely clutch with my feet. Yeah. Well, uh, that's answered my question that I no, just thought of about 10 minutes ago. Well, we, we think all agree. I mean, it is a sport. Anyone who thinks it's not. It's it? a BBC Sport. It's auto sport. Yeah, auto yes, sport. true. It's on the BBC Sky Sport. Sports. That's what makes it a um, sport. Eurosport. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the International Sport Commission probably talks about it, if that's a thing. I don't know. The UN's Mr. Sport. You get, like, random... Once I had... Um, oh, what was it? Axe throwing from America. It's like barn in Montana. It's like the World Axe Throwing Championship. <laughs> really, really the reason it's been the reason motorsport is allowed to happen in the UK is because it's designated an elite sport by the government. So oh. that's why we had the BTCC and stuff and happening the other day and so on, because it's designated elite sport at that level. So at F one it's gonna be elite, elite, elite sports. So mm. Mm. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, F2 it's yeah. the penultimate round of the 2020 season this weekend Bahrain full circuit and then next week got the Bahrain outer layout thing whatever it's called and who's leading Not the championship I hear you ask because we haven't had a race of three months which is really annoying because we forget what's happening it's Mick Schumacher who's leading the championship over Callum Ibot so, uh, yeah, those are in the top two. It looks like it's going to be between them. But you never know with F2. You've got Yuki Sonoda in third, Christian Lungard in fourth, Bobby Schwartzman in, Schwartzman in fifth, and Nikita Mazepin in sixth. Uh, yeah, your thoughts on what to expect this weekend after the first rounds in about 12 weeks. It's going to be the fight for the super license, isn't it? For um, Mazepin and uh, Sonoda, I'd say. Because mm. realistically, Mazepin, I think, could not get a super license with this. I don't know about his positions in previous he years. Or he did before they expanded it. A few months ago, they expanded it. Um, so you could pick three 
your three best seasons out of your last four to run it, whereas previously it was just your three season, three previous seasons. So I know before that, I think a top five finish was what he needed and Sonoda was top four. Or was it the other way around? I think Sonoda was definitely top four before that. I know Sonoda's had, I think, a, like it, it, I think for them it would rely on the F2 season, surely, because Mazepin's F2 last year was um, uh, treading water, to say the least. Um, and prior, prior to that, his um, Euro F3 and GP3 series were runner-up roles. So they were runner-up roles, yeah, but they weren't, they weren't champion roles. So I think he needs to still needs to do kind of all right to get there. He's level on points with Schwartzman and close to Sonoda and Lungard. But I think, yeah, second and first is out of out of reach unless Eilat or, Schwartz, Eilat or Schumacher have um, a, a dire weekend, which is possible in F2 because it's all up and down until probably the final safety car that always seems to happen. So what you're saying is, Freddie, if Nikita Mazepan has a bad weekend or bad couple of weekends, he might not be in a position to be in with Haas because we all expect him to be with Haas next year. He might not get that seat if he drops down the order. I don't know. I don't know. Because um, I think they'll find a way I to like just yeah. get him in. I think they probably would find a way. Hmm. Okay. okay. So, they'll give him miles at the end of the season, surely. Yeah. Um, Sonoda, beef. This was before the rule change, but Sonoda needed 20 points at that stage, which I think off the top of my head is top five. Mm. Yeah, top five. And Mazepin needed uh, 10 points. Was it? No, 20 as well. So, yeah, they're both back in the top five position. Mm. All right. That can kind of change. Well, I don't think for Sonoda, because his 28 season, 28... 2018 season was in Japanese F4. <laughs> so he hasn't got a 2017 season to fall back on anyway. Is that what you're saying? I imagine so. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't know. But if he was kind of in F4 then, that would be quite surprising. I think he, he might be the only one of the entire grid who'd have F4 points counting towards it over the last three years. It kind of shows how rapid his rise right, yeah. has been. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how they could get Mazepin in there. Like, if he's not good enough to get points, even when they've expanded it to easy. Yeah, but like you know, I just don't. <laughs> not good enough to get the points, even after they expand it to make it easier for drivers to get points. They will find a way. I'm sure they will. It's... They can't. They can't get him to do TRS or anything like that. Um, they can't uh, Toyota Race Series in New Zealand. That is, um, and Australia. Um, they I'll can't change the rules. I think they've already I changed think... the rules. Is the thing. They've already made exceptions. They've already made allowances to um, young drivers. That's why Yuri Vips is now in the running with Red Bull, potentially. Um, I want to see what happens if Mazepin doesn't get the points. I, th- I think he will. I think he will get top five. But I, I want to see what happens if he doesn't. It feels, <laughs> it feels like there's bubbling reasons why stuff hasn't been announced yet. And I don't know if this is like this for you, because we've, we've been mm. set since October, uh, end of September, October, and Mazepin, Schumacher, the whole F1 world's been set on that for Haas and for Eilat Mech getting a seat and Sonoda um, uh, jumping into the Alpha Tauri seat alongside Pierre Gasly. Um, but there's got to be reasons why, well, reasons things haven't been announced, and that's because there's fears that these seats might not, these super licenses might not be achieved. That's why Dan Tixon's now no longer... Um, in frame for anything because he didn't, he didn't get a super license um, 
and he, that's why he's not in the AlphaTauri this year, to be honest, because um, he didn't get a super licence. And that led to a chain of events where he punched everyone in Super Formula, I think. But um, <laughs> So that, there's, I feel like there is undercurrents that needs to be checked off before some of these driver lineups in Formula One are mm. solidified. Yeah, um, you mentioned Yuri Vips there, Freddie. He's, I've just remembered, he's not actually racing for the rest no. of the season because Sean Glale is back after uh, he suffered a horrible injury yeah. to his back in Spain when, well, we don't, we're not actually sure what happened. We believe he went over one of the humps, not sure how, not sure why, and he had a bad landing. But good to have Sean Glale back, but it does mean Yuri Vips can't make an impact, which is a shame for him. Uh, Let's talk about the title battle then. Schumacher versus Iwatt. Is it Schumacher's to, is it, is it to lose? Is that fair to say, Adam? Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, have you got something but, to say? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No problem. The, Go for it. Part of the changes in the rules um, earlier this year or a few months ago were, and the quote from the FIA is, drivers who not who did not gather the required 40 super license points due to circumstances out of their control or reasons of force majeure will have the opportunity for their case to be considered by the FIA. Uh, uh, drivers must have scored a minimum of 30 points and consistently demonstrated outstanding driving ability in single-seater cars. There to we go. <laughs> in this new uh, regulation. Um, so, yeah, yeah. and... But the... In expanding it to <laughs> the... Um, the four years, yeah, doesn't change anything for Sonoda or Mazapan. So yeah, it's it force majeure, though, isn't it? Force majeure means anything can happen. Yeah, I, I don't know. I agree with Freddie, though. It'd be quite interesting to see what happened. I really, yeah, I do hope it happens because I, I, I want it to happen. It'd be great. Like you know, just it'll be up in the air. No one would know what's happening. As we'd have to wait till like the week before Australia for their case to be heard, and then oh, yeah, the Van der Gaard would drive for them. He'd take them to court. Yeah, Adrian Sutil, bring him back. Whatever happened to Adrian Sutil? <laughs> We've had Adrian Sutil in the sport. Is Nikita Mazepan, does he deserve a seat in F1 next year, Mazepan? Uh, yes, because he's yeah. got money. He's got money and he's got enough well, of his with performance, With his performance, does it, would you say he deserves it? I think there are drivers more deserving of it. I think he's had right. an interesting year, to be honest. He... he He's been so much better this year than he was last year. That There is a driver in there. Um, I think there's a lot to say. I mean, it's taking the opportunity when you get it. I mean, last year in F2, Jack Aitken was the man, man to watch for the years to come. Yeah. He had such an improved year in his second season in F2. Where's he been this year? Yes, he's with Campos, but no in, big in team. In the William postseason test. That's in the William postseason test, but that's just a formality, isn't it? Um, <laughs> he's... He's not been amazing, has Aitken. Uh, yeah, and like I say, yes, he's with Campos. Yes, his teammate is Guillermo Samaya and proves that that car is a little bit tetchy, to say the least. Um, but there was a reason he wasn't picked up by ART or Dams or because um, he, he'd thrown away his chance with the top team with ART when he had partnered with Russell. And he finished like 11th or 12th in the championship to Russell's victory. And Aitken's left so much to be desired, so he's missed the chance. So for Mazepin, this is his best season he's had in F2. He's got wins. He's, he's got momentum in his career. So I think if there's any time for him to go into F1, he needs to seal it. So I think he's going to try and do his best. 
he, I don't know if he deserves it. I don't know. It really depends on this Bahrain weekend for me because I think he's had some good performances and some bad performances. I did not like how he tried to nerf Yuki Tsunoda with a board at the end yeah. of the spa race. But yeah. I don't well, think I don't think he should have been penalised for that. <laughs> so even this weekend, if he does well, Bahrain is so weird for FT because we recently I see two pit two pit stops in the feature race, a pit stop in the sprint because the tires just go off completely and it's a it's a crazy challenge. Uh, so it's not even representative, I would say, of a driver's true performance. Uh, but then the drivers who have done opinion. well there in recent years have been drivers who have gone on to do true. all right. Charles Leclerc, yeah. Norris, drive in F2 in his first mm. weekend in F2. Lando Norris in his first mm. full season with F2, basically his first, his second round, because he did the Abu Dhabi round, but got yeah. pole and won, flat out feature race. Um, I can't remember 2019. Uh, <laughs> Latifi was it Latifi or Defries? One of those two, and they're pretty good. So Latifi, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say for me, Mazapan getting the seat is no different to Latifi getting the seat for F1 mm-hmm. this season for me because I think yeah. the, the field is stronger compared to last year, much stronger. Yeah, uh, he's capable. Mm. I think like it. he's not um, one of the top twenty single-seater drivers in the world and he's probably not one of the top 20 in the driver market I'd say anyway um but you know it's f1 isn't a pure meritocracy it's you know to to deserve it well to earn a seat you can you know be one of the top 20 drivers in the world or you can be one of the top 25 or so and uh have a lot of money and that's what he's done I mean he could finish as low as eight I mean he could finish lower if like something really mad (laughs) happens But, you know, like, if if he has a, you know, bad bad race for one of them, you know, there are two drivers in Dada, Chaz and Joe who are 20 points away. So it's not completely unforeseeable that he could, you know, drop that far down, which would be quite something. But, yeah, it's just so tight as well. He could, you know, he's only seven points off Sonoda in, th- in third. So, yeah, anything could happen generally. There's 50 points on offer here. Not 50 mm. points, way more. 50 points for the two feature races and then... Uh, what's you get it? four points for pole, don't you? Which I think is ridiculous. I don't know why you get four. Is it so four? So there's 88 Three. points on offer. Is that what, for if at the most? Here, yeah. Um, no, 92 because there's two for yeah. passive. Two right. for flat. Damn. So there's 90 no, points on offer. No, wait. There's lots of points on offer. Okay. There's 96 points on offer, and if if Mazepin, it all goes wrong for him, then I mean he could be back down, out of the top ten of the championship. Victor got 80 and a half points, and he had a win taken away from him, so he's going to be chomping at the bit. Giotto's technically still in title contention, so it's crazy. <laughs> it could all go horribly wrong for all of them. It could all go horribly successful for them as well. Mm. Something's too bad. Jack Aiken's got every single point on offer this weekend, and Madison's got none. <laughs> I'm rooting for Felipe Dragovic to ruin the Haas lineup for 2021. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Joe, you know, I think Joe could do something as well. He could get, you know, I think there'll be some driver who is not involved in the title fight or, you know, kind of in the fight for the top six who will just end up, you know, 
Oh, yeah. Being a real feature. At least one, probably. Joe has annoyed him this year. Joe should have done much better this year. Yeah, I agree. Mm. If he gets confident, first couple races where he had the chance and then uh, he had had a reliability failure, didn't he? I can't quite remember what happened. Was it Barcelona? No, Austria. He was in the lead and then... He got pole as well, didn't he? Yeah, Yeah. he got pole by a chunk. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. In downhill since the first qualifying session of the year. It's never good, is it? Mm. Uh, I think also you've got Schumacher coming on strong. Schumacher and you know, Eilert coming Denoda, on strong. Dinoda's got better. So is Mazepan-ish. Um, yeah, no, he so has. Yeah. And Lungard's improved as the season's gone on. Schwartzman mm. had, came out of the blocks really nicely. Um, yeah, Schwartzman's fallen off a bit. He was leading at one point, was he? Oh, Schwartzman's yeah, weird. Mind. He's track-specific. Sometimes he does really well at some tracks and then he'll have a really off weekend. But he has benefited from like alternative strategies and so on, which is what you need to do if you're not got the pace. And he's, When he hasn't had the pace, he has benefited quite nicely um, from alternative strategies and reverse grids. And he's played the game pretty well, Schwartzman. I think he's definitely going to be uh, with a bit of um, experience under his, under his feet. He's going to be pretty good next year, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean... His qualifying pace is what's let him down for me, I think. His time management yeah. is brilliant, and that could play into his hands this weekend oh, yeah. because Bahrain is by far the most tyre-heavy. Uh, most tyre-wear, yeah. He's, he's, got, tire he's got tremendous feel for a card as Robert Schwartzman. Um, he, his starts have been like Lance Stroll-esque, where he's <laughs> made up to, so many positions on cold tyres. Um, so he's, 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 he's good. He's got as a definitely a really good driver in there that's going to yeah. pounce next year, I think. Um, I mean, you just have to. Sorry, Adam. You just have to compare it to Schumacher's rookie season last year because this is Robert Schwartzman's first season. I think some yeah. people forget that. And Schwartzman is doing a fantastic job. One Garden's known mm-hmm. as well, Adam. Um, yeah, I was just the question that you asked about ten minutes ago. But is it Schumacher's <laughs> move? Oh, Adams, Adam's cut out, but I think he was going to say, cut yes, out. it's Schumacher's uh, to lose. Is that um, what you think, Freddie? I think it's Schumacher's to lose. Um, mm. I think with a 22-point lead, it's Schumacher's to lose. I think mm. if, his, um, if his gap was closer, I'd say it'd be Eilot's to lose because I think Eilot would be... Um, he's, he's shown more consistent form throughout the year, but Schumacher has come on strong in true Mick style. Um, he's come on strong at the end. Uh, but the gap is so big, the more consistent, reliable, since the last race, the more consistent, reliable performer has been Eilot. So that, mm. there's a can of worms at 60-40 to Schumacher to lose, I'd say. Okay. Adam, sorry, you cut off mid-sentence before. It's quite embarrassing the length of time that I carried on talking before I realised it. <laughs> we didn't, hear, we didn't actually hear your answer. So if you want to just start from the beginning again. I, I think to go in any meaningful way, Schumacher needs to have a bad first weekend. You know, going into kind of the final, to have a finale yeah. where it feels like anything can happen, I think he would need to have a bad one this weekend. And to be honest, you know, he has been coming a lot on strong and Ilot's been the one who's kind of thrown away more results and, you know, kind of left more points on the table, I think. So, if you're backing one of them to, you know, lose, you know, retire or 
have an issue or whatever, you know, it'd probably be I lot to be honest, which is a big shame, I think. Mm. I expect Schumacher to win the championship. Yeah, I, I he even could yeah. wrap it up with a race or two spare, I think, because he's handled the pressure really well this year. Well he's handled the pressure very well his whole his whole career, quite frankly. You know, he is pressure, isn't he? He's being a Schumacher piled onto him because uh, of his name. You know, feel for him. Yeah, his wins that he's had at Monza and Sochi, yeah, Sochi this year, I think they were they were really classy. And and even last year in Bahrain, which was his first weekend in F2, he he got points in both of the races. He started on pole in the sprint race. Pole, he did, yeah. He could finish like sixth or seventh, which is okay, you know, for for your first round. I think that's not too bad. He was okay for his first round. There were a few rookies who were ahead of him. Um, Joe did better than him. Hubert did better than him that weekend. Um, mm. And he was relatively on par with Galeel at that time, um, which he came wow. in. Yeah, on par with Galeel, but on par with a driver who's been in F2 for a couple of seasons prior. So that's not too bad, um, I'd say, for him. He's, he, he obviously... It's been one of the most improved, consistently improving drivers that you've seen in a junior series for a long time, from where he started to where he's where he's at now. His curve has been brilliant. He's had a few jaggedy moments um, where he say chopped off Schwartzman's front wing at Silverstone, um, but he's he's not the kind of driver to then look at that and go, "Oh wow, what was Schwartzman doing?" He's the kind of driver to look at himself immediately and go, "Oh, I made a mistake there." I'll work on all of this and do better later on. And he has done better later on. He's thrown away wins and um, later on with, with mistakes that he has then avoided, he's then got wins. On F1 2020 at Baku, he dive bombed me into the first corner and completely ruined my race. I wasn't happy about that. Um, That's the mark of a good driver. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> then, he doesn't care about you. He cares about his own wins. Yeah, but he didn't win. He just like had his front wing, broke his front wing, and then that was that. So it was really, <laughs> really stupid on his part, and it ruined my race. Um, I think that the strangest thing about my about the um, kind of these two weekends is we could end up with a driver having to lose the championship to be able to come back. It's probably quite rare. But, like, if I lots, well, I don't know. What do we think I lots going to do, actually? He said he won't because, come back, didn't he? I think. Yeah. So either he wins and he can't come back, or he comes second and will he come back or not? Freddie clearly has something to say. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. You know, this it'll be his third season next year. That doesn't normally. He's not coming back to F2. He said that. As much as Ferrari pay for his, I mean, budget, as much as Ferrari say for his budget, he said he can't get enough money for it anyway from his own side to do it. Right. To split with Ferrari, so if he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. He has a year on the sidelines as like a test driver, or and hopes that something opens up there. Hopes Giovinazzi or Kimi Raikkonen has a has a tough time, um, or he ventures out to Formula E, ventures out to sports cars and all like that. But it's it's either he is stellar this these next few weeks. Or it's probably end of the F1 dream for Callum Eilat, I think. I think it is the end already, to be honest. Now they'll see how we can get a half seat or whatever's left. Yeah. Well, well, I guess the, the only thing is going full circle. And if Mazepin doesn't get the super license points, 
I never have <laughs> anybody in the pictures. Wow. I mean, it, it, it was just going to be mad. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah. F2 this it's weekend. I'm looking it's forward to the stream fest of the outer mm. layout. Well, of Bahrain anyway is a slipstream fest, let alone without yeah. the outer layout. Absolutely. Uh, well, say something there, so yeah, I just think for me, the biggest thing is the amount of permutations that you'll have. You'll have X driver in fourth, you know, needs to stay there and X driver needs to get into six and he's eight. But, you know, it's going to be better than a one title fight in the sense that, you know, every position will mean something or for every driver there's kind of, you know, there's a lot riding on where they finish. So, yeah. Really Formula 2 it. being better than an F1 driver's title fight? I won't have it. <laughs> Never. Yes. How can you say such a thing? Uh, and for the viewers and listeners who do listen and watch this podcast, the races are at 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock. I think that's the future race and sprint race uh, UK time, so don't miss it because I've just told you what it is. So don't miss it. AM, yes. Cool, AM. thanks, Nigel. Yeah, in the day, not night race. F1's only at night. Uh, Adam's laughing. I Mark. didn't know when they were, so now oh, I know when the races yeah. are. It's great. Exactly. 9am, get up for it. I'll be watching. Not you, F2. Mm. Uh, moving yeah. on, <laughs> it's the F1 as well. <laughs> the bar Where is he? Where's Nigel? <laughs> is he here? And shut my blind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to... Uh, good Lord, I'm going to go to bed. In, in a full suit tonight. Uh, I feel I dirty. I'm being watched by you. I, I also like the fact that a suit, like a full <laughs> three piece suit, is what you think is like. Well, then I haven't got any <laughs> neck showing, haven't got any like anything showing, nothing, full on. Yeah, I can, the, like, you know that Goldfinger, I think it's Goldfinger, where Sean Connery. Is like swimming in a wetsuit and he gets out, takes off the wetsuit, he's got a full on like tuxedo on, fine, because he's seeking secret agents who he's protected by his tuxedo and it's completely fine. He's always fine. James Bond's always fine, so that's why. Yeah. I don't know. Help me. I am with So you're going to sleep in a suit, a full tuxedo and a wetsuit, John. <laughs> and my Sean Connery mask. <laughs> We're losing my suit. <laughs> yeah, Oh, Thanks for bearing with oh, us. I'm Sean Connery going to bed to escape Nigel Chew. <laughs> oh, look through the window. Someone's standing outside. That's going to have such a, a shock on audio listeners. They'll think the real Sean Connery will have come back from the dead and walked into the room. Walked into two rooms. All of the rooms. <laughs> Nigel's watching wow. everyone. Yeah. He's currently watching. <laughs> He's tried about three times to drag it back onto that. It's just not. Who's the key to Mazapin? No, let's ask George Russell that. He might know. Nigel, can you take it back to normal, please? I can do. That's what I've been trying to do. But two James Bond fans have been derailing it. A bit like the train on one of them. Films. What was the film? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, F1. There's a film called Unstoppable about a train derailing. That's, That's good, good. Freddie. It's a great uh, film. Yeah. It's got Denzel Washington in it. <laughs> the speed films as well, it's about buses. That like the buses can't go below a certain speed or they explode. Oh, yeah. And, and if they go faster, they can't slow down again or something like that. The ones with um, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. 
That's yeah, and then Father Ted did a parody of it. It was <laughs> better. It was only 20 minutes long. It's not an hour and a half. This podcast will be <laughs> an hour and a half if we keep going like this. Uh, Lewis Alton has wrapped up the championship already. Uh, three races remain. Bahrain is the first one, obviously, as we've been talking about. I mean, are you guys looking forward to it? Or is there anything? Yeah. yeah. I like Bahrain. It's going to be good. I like Bahrain. Well, what is it you like about Bahrain? I think it's a good racetrack and generates decent races. Um, I agree. There we go. Yeah, I think. I like actually, the night time, it's pretty. Out of all the tracks on the calendar, Bahrain, the track layout, creates the best racing, I think. Even better, better than Spa. I, I, I mean, it really does. With the straight corner, straight corner, straight, you know. It, yeah, it creates some amazing racing. Then there's three DRS zones again for F1, two for F2, because F2 can actually overtake. What are we laughing at? <laughs> straight corner, straight <laughs> corner. You coming up every single track in the world. <laughs> Not every single track, every single oh, no. road in the world. <laughs> like, the street track of like around the corner from me is straight corner, straight corner. <laughs> every single bloody car park. Oh. <laughs> I guess I said the corner was like that. What corners are like that? You say you didn't like Bahrain. I know you think you yeah, didn't I don't like, like Bahrain, Bahrain in the country, but the Bahrain the track is oh, really good. You think you didn't like it for F2 a few weeks ago when we had the yeah, F2 calendar? Yeah, because the tyre yeah. wear malarkey. Yeah, the tyre wear is a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but for F1, I think it is good. Yeah. I think it's good. I wouldn't put it as the best track. For racing? Yeah. Well, what, do you, what do you think is the best racing then? Austria. Uh, Austria's had more dark well, races than Bahrain in yeah. my opinion. I think, I like think pure racing. 2015 had like no overtakes, like legitimate zero. Mm. It's not got. Like, yeah, I guess it's kind of balancing. The slipstream Canada the has good races. Canada always has good races, I think, but it's. Not necessarily kind of overtake fest. Same with Brazil. Cota, that's good. Mm. I'm kind of, yeah, I don't know. I'd say Bahrain, I'm I'm jump when you think about yeah. it, Bahrain's really like consistently good. Mm. I'd say Silverson's had a few bad ones this year, but I think Silverson's normally mm. consistently quite good as well. Um, mm. I think. Monaco, um, Monaco is brilliant. Abu Dhabi. No, you've got the tyre. Uh, Factor as well with F1, it's not always a guaranteed one stop. Certainly in the past, it used to be, you know, three or four stops. Now it's <laughs> not ten. Uh, now it's a borderline one and two. Uh, yeah, one and two, one or two for pit stops. Uh, do you have any favourite moments from the what sixteen races has been at Bahrain now? 17, 16, 17. Yeah. What, any, what are your highlights? Twenty fourteen race is excellent, isn't it? Um, I think Adam was going to say that too. It's one of Lewis's greatest wins, I'd say. Um, yeah. um, and that's, you know. I can't remember. I was doing something else. But yeah, I wasn't, wasn't watching it and then came back afterwards. And everyone was like, oh, it's a great race. So I thought, it was oh, stellar. Awesome. I think it's because everyone was so in the dumps about a Mercedes walkover. Mm. And they have. Yeah. And we just got off the back of 
Red Bull walk out nine wins in a row for Vettel. And people are like, oh, more domination of a different breed now. And it's like, at least with Vettel, you had the, the hope of regulation change restricting the domination. And yeah, it did restrict the domination because it handed it to someone else. Um, but then you, when you've got the domination with two cars going hammer and tongs, not holding back at all, like no sandbagging, no preserving the car. They were turning the engine up when they were told not to, the two drivers, Rosberg and Hamilton. And um, that went on for the rest of the year. Um, that was just great, wasn't it? it I think for me, that is the greatest battle we've seen in the turbo hybrid era. It's either that or Leclerc and the Strapping back here at Silverstone. It, it, that think, was so I think, good, that, yeah. I think Rosberg and Hamilton just gets it for me. I'm not sure why. Yeah, I think so. No, it's the win, isn't it? It's the win. Yeah. And it's, it's two yeah. mega drivers. Went on all races. Mega drivers. Oh, yeah. Mm. Master and Kibitza at Fuji. I know it wasn't in the era, but I just feel like it deserves a shout-out because it was so good. Um, yeah. Last season made Leclerc's reputation as yeah, it did. You're right. everyone's favourite driver. I mean, lost him a win, but hey, he got, got that later on. He got two, and arguably more poignant than Bahrain would have been. Um, Bahrain so, would have been excellent, yeah. though, in his second race with Ferrari. Oh, yeah, definitely. It'd be like... Vettel when he got it Malaysia in his second, second race for Ferrari. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think that's that's kind of one that obviously it's sad for him to lose in that way. But it's kind of I think that in terms of his standing as a racing driver really boosted it. on getting I think was it fifth in the first second ever race. Yeah, Haas. That yeah. was pretty yeah. Cool. Um, well, it's not. It's not a. It's not a standout stellar Bahrain moment, but it is. It's very cool for Haas to have done that. Gasly as well. Gasly, of course. Yeah. Wow, yeah, what, I, a drive. I, what a drive! I don't remember which way around. Yeah, that's Gasly finishing thirteenth. <laughs> what a that drive! That twenty eighteen race was a good one because uh, it was really tense, and Vettel managed to just stretch out a one stop with Bottas not going for the move into turn one on the last lap when everyone said he should have he just he should have sent it but played it safe you know early stages of the season but yeah that was a another tense battle i like the sparkly helmets that you get as well that's quite nice mm. in the uh in the light yeah, yeah. good track yeah one of the best super drones Absolutely. I, I enjoyed when Valtteri Bottas in his final year with Williams in 2016 just dive-bombed at the start and just <laughs> took out Hamilton. You went for a gap, I think. You went for a gap because the gap wasn't there because Hamilton just hadn't gone for the corner. I was, hadn't turned in for the corner yet. That's like the guy at the back going for the gap. No, there was a gap. Uh, to me, it was a fair move. He lost control, which is what you know gave him, uh, rightfully, a, a penalty. But I think that was a Because he rammed move. Hamilton. He didn't, if he wasn't, if he was in control, for me that's a racing incident. But he wasn't he in was control. control. He lost control yeah, of the wasn't. car. I know. Yeah. Dive bombs. There's nothing wrong to go for a gap if there's a space there. And that's why Maldonado yeah. and Gutierrez got into oh. their issue in 2014. That's a bit different. <laughs> One of the most spectacular. <laughs> Low low height flips you'll ever see in yeah, a Formula One. Yeah. Bizarre, bizarre, very bizarre. Uh, predictions then. 
is Hamilton going to win, even though in the past, after he's won a world title, he has dropped off a bit? Do you think that's going to happen? Oh, I don't think that's a thing anymore. That was a few years ago. Yeah, neither do I. I think it was just narrative. Yeah. I think he, I think he um, is surely favourite. Hmm. 2015 was, I think, that was quite a noticeable one. I think Rothberg's three, was it three biggest races for his um, 2016 title were the three after Hamilton won the championship because he just completely, or maybe Mexico, two. Brazil and Abu Dhabi 2015. Yeah, because I think that just gave him a massive springboard into the off-season. And mm, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not saying it's going to happen with Valtteri Bottas, but I do think, that's, I think that's massive moment in this championship. I disagree. Does it? Well, then everyone made a big fuss about Hamilton never winning a race after finishing the winning the championship, but that was the only championship at that point that he had yeah. won before the end of the season. Yeah, and he's exactly. a bit like, well, hang on a second, Rosberg is just an actually unbelievable driver, and Bottas unfortunately isn't, and that's the fight. Of course. Look at Red Bull. They always catch up with Mercedes in the last second half of the season. And, you know, they're right there in the, like, in the last few races, or at least they weren't last year. And come the start of the season, they're nowhere to be seen. And I know it's a bit different because it's not the same team. But for me... Come, come start of the 2016 season, Rosberg, you know... One foot on the trot. Yeah, he got into like a 50-point lead or whatever it was. So, I think... I think to me that was a massive thing, but it's not. I think that was a different Hamilton, and I don't. I think it was a different Hamilton, a different teammate who's going to be able to actually beat him consistently to a championship. Um, What you're saying is you think Hamilton will win this race? No. Okay. But I just don't think. I don't think if he doesn't, that means Bottas is going to come back next year and win. Oh yeah. Who will win the race? Adam Dickinson. Nico Rosberg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't think Hamilton, you don't think Bossas. Is that what you're saying? You think it would be someone else? I'm not, I'm not saying not Bossas. Oh, not, okay, sorry. I think it'll be Hamilton. Yeah, I think I think I will go Bossas to be fair. Fair play to you. Um, there's no, I don't think Max will. No, I don't well, think so. All last year at Bahrain. Yes, it was the start of the season, you know, at the end of the season now, but they were really struggling. I remember it was an incident, wasn't there, between Verstappen and Sainz. Sainz yeah, was um, on par with Verstappen yeah. and uh, McLaren. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, to, to battle for the podium, do, you, do we think Red Bull will drop back and Renault, McLaren, Racing Point, they'll have, they'll, they'll have a bigger chance? I think it's going to be interesting to see how Ferrari do this weekend. Um, yeah, I think Ferraris have been doing a lot, been doing better. Yeah, they were good in Turkey. Yeah, it was weird, but I think there's a lot to say for Ferrari, in particular Leclerc, having a good, very good weekend. Ferrari has legitimately put themselves up from ah, Alpha Tauri might get us and we might finish seventh to legitimately in a fight now, if they have a couple of decent results for third in the title, third in the constructors' title. I think, I think Ferrari have probably still been pushing quite hard on the development of this car. So I would say don't throw Leclerc out of the bag too early. Mm. Don't know why he's in a bag. Yeah, cool. Let's say Leclerc's going to get third. Albon. Albon. Yeah. Freddie doesn't like it. 
Yeah. I don't think Albon will get a podium. You've made your prediction. That's fine. You don't have to stand by my prediction. Oh, I never say don't worry about that. I know. <laughs> Mind you, uh, thinks Hamilton's yeah. going to get third and first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's not really many other predictions for Bahrain. It's... But who are you saying for third? You know what I'm saying for third? Yeah. Uh, is that prediction still? Sebastian Vettel. Ooh. He's agreeing with the Ferrari hypothesis. Maybe. Yeah. I've been a lot better about mine, to be fair. <laughs> no, 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 I won't go. I'll go Perez again. I'll go Perez. Oh, yeah, I know. Just because he's a good driver. He's a very good driver. He deserves a who, seat. Who, who do you think will come out of this weekend in third place in the Constructors' Championship? Racing point. Yeah, I mean, when you've predicted on them on the podium. <laughs> See, McLaren. I think McLaren. I mean, we're just trying to be different to each other here, aren't we? Let's be honest. If I was trying to be different, I'd say Ferrari or Renault. <laughs> Alfa Romeo. No. It's not possible. <laughs> Mathematically. No. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> I think uh, technically it's mathematically possible for Ferrari to um, finish con- the constructors in second if they get a 1-2 in every race and Red Bull get DNFs in every race and everyone else finishes in okay positions. Technically, Ferrari stanks, can still finish second in the constructors. In, in a, Do you get 44 for a 1-2? For, yeah, if you get the fastest lap. Yeah, yeah, it is. So that's what's yeah. going to happen. You heard it here first. Can <laughs> we do a quiz? Yeah, let's do the quiz before we start right, for Ferrari to win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we might win this quiz. Freddy versus Adam, you know the rules. Uh, the audience knows the rules as well because they've been watching every single podcast on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes and Vacast. Unless you haven't, and this is the first podcast you've joined and you're a new member of the audience, in which case the rules are as follows. Nigel asks questions, um, Adam and I buzz in and say our names to buzz in in case you didn't know which one was us at the start of the podcast. Um, and then we get the questions normally wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's an example. What was the last fully wet F1 race before the Turkish Grand Prix? Freddy. Go on, Freddy. Hockenheim 2019. No. No, because they went on dries. Yes, they did. Adam, do you know? Full wet. I do, F1. I do know, I do know. Yeah, you're not Adam, are you? I know, but I know. He knows. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to answer. Uh, Bolt ran 100 metres in 9.58 seconds. Yeah, Adam? I thought that was going to be related to the answer. Um, Jamaica? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was trying to know. Beijing, he ran in 9.69. Yeah. Can I bother him again? Because he's taking so long. Adam gets it wrong. What was that? Suzuka 2018? No, Suzuka 2018 was not wet. Freddy? No, it Freddy. wasn't. Brazil 2016? It was Brazil 2016. Yes. That's the Usain Bolt thing as well, right? No. 
Did he not? That was, did he not get gold in Rio? Yes, he did. But I did. I, that was just yeah. <laughs> I was just genuinely just talking about you saying Bolt. Yeah. Uh, you break the Olympic record again there. Nine point six four. Mm, the next question. It was raining, wasn't it, in the hundred meter final? I think so. Oh, so he had the extreme wet on. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Uh, question two. What was the last full wet F1 race without a safety car? Freddie. Oh, this is tricky. Yeah, Freddie. Turkey, 2020. You didn't say say excluding in the question. It was a virtual safety car. You're not having that. (laughs) You also said, for example, for the first question, you didn't actually say counting for the monthly quiz. Oh, yeah. Let's be so um, pernickety about this then. Let's start the quiz again. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Silverstone 08. Yeah. No. Oh, Freddie. Yeah, Freddie. Was it China 2009? No. Nope. Oh, all right. Uh, it's not in this century. <laughs> oh, incredible. Oh, I know, it's kind of mad, that, in a way. So, so what's the, what is the definition of a full work race? Is, is it no drivers? No, yeah. dry tires. no drivers use slicks, yeah. No dry tires used. Freddie. Yes, Freddie. Adelaide 1991. Nope, after that. Freddie. Um, yeah, Freddie. Suzuka 1994. After that. Good shout. I'm trying yeah. to think of other wet races. Freddie. Oh, Adam. Adam. Oh. 90 bollocks. Uh, 90 bollocks. <laughs> um, this was Adam's for dinner. Uh, no, it's not Spa. No, it's not Spa. Oh, okay. Freddy, 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 Freddy. Yeah, Freddy. Barcelona 96. Yes, Barcelona 1996. Martin Tull first F1 win for Ferrari. Uh, yeah, that was a really tricky question to be fair. Yeah, I was just trying to remember 90s wet races. <laughs> what was the spa race I was thinking of? Was it 98? 98 was wet, but there was like red flags. And... Yeah, that had a lot of safety car. Okay. Um, when, particularly when... Um, no, 94 was wet as well. Cool so. right. 95 was too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, question three. Since Hungary 2009, how many races has Lewis Hamilton finished outside of the points when he's finished the race? Freddie. Freddie. None. None. Adam. Adam. One. Yes, just the once. Since Hungary 2009. Mm. Mm. Anyone he's know the race? The uh, I know he's not finished out of the points in the hybrid era. At least yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, the race... Oh, uh, this is just Malaysia, fun. Malaysia 2013? Uh-huh. No, it's oh. not a That's the right year, though, 2013, yeah. Oh, Freddie, you laugh. I is this know. actually for the quiz? <laughs> is like no, it's just for fun. Singapore? Suzuka. No, it's Spain. Spain 2013. Mm. Yeah, Fernando did, Alonso. Did he get pole for that one? Was it Rosberg? He started near the front, I remember, yeah. Mm. He's really, but he's also yeah. over his whole career. I think if you take out 2009, his whole career. If, if you take out 2009, he's, he's like three races or something where he's you finished take out, out wow. 2009, 8, and 7 because they had weird point system. I say weird, different point well, no, system, just, didn't but, they? Yeah. So I think that makes it even more impressive. But, well, if you just take out one season out of a 13, 14 year career, 
Um, and oh, it's just crazy. Just Let's double check that, but yeah, it's it's a very good career. Not many, yes. Two one to Freddie. What time is it in Bahrain? Adam. Adam. Am I allowed to check Night the time, time here? <laughs> you can check the time here. Okay. Yes. Um, it is because we're not in Bahrain. Yeah, it is. Well, maybe I've got my laptop set to Bahrain, but I don't. <laughs> it, um, six oh two. It's not six oh two. No. Yeah. Ready. Seven oh two. It's seven oh two. Yeah. That's a great question. Uh, it's three one. Uh, what's the capital of Bahrain? Freddie. Adam. Oh, Freddie got there first. Manama. It is Manama. I did not know that before today. Never heard of it. Mm. It's the biggest city in the country, apparently. That's probably why. 157,000 population. Oh. Uh, that the next question. Six is how many times has Bahrain hosted the opening race of the season? Freddie. Freddie first again, just. Two. It is two, yes. In 2006 and 2010. Would you have guessed that, Adam? Yeah. Oh, well, it doesn't matter because Freddie got there first. I know. <laughs> uh, it's 5 1. Question <laughs> <laughs> uh, 7 is No champagne is sprayed in Bahrain. What do they um, spray? Freddie. Oh, Adam was first. Rose water. Yeah. Yes, rose water. A drink called Ward. It's all right. All, all I've got to do is guess halfway through the question. question, and I'll get my buzzer in first. <laughs> it's five two. Uh, question eight: Which driver has won the most Bahrain Grand Prix? Ready. Um, Ready. Isn't it split between Vettel and Hamilton? It, that's not the answer. Um, okay. Vettel. It is Vettel four times. I think Hamilton's only won. Well, I say only. Hamilton has won there three times. Three times. All right. So there's Alonso, I believe. Uh, he definitely won there in no, 05. That's just belief. Oh, yeah. 05, six, and when he was at Ferrari, I can't remember which year. He, yeah, 2010. He won his first race. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Another one. No, not another one. Raikkonen, Alonso, Mansell all won their first race for Ferrari. I don't know if Prost did. I can't remember. And one of them didn't win the championship with Ferrari. No, two of them didn't two win the championship. Yeah. It's closing up. It's 5-3. This is very exciting. I'm sure our audience is absolutely on the edge of their seats. To try and, and turn it to off. question nine. <laughs> How many corners are there on the bar? Freddie. You go what first. Uh, 15. There are 15. Yeah. It's 5-4. I knew that one. Last question coming up. Welcome to my <laughs> uh, the, Oh, I don't know how to word this question. Hopefully you've already written it. I have written it, but I can't <laughs> say it without saying the answer. Well, that's a really bad question. No. <laughs> right. Let me... So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, Turkey was like probably the 1022nd race or something. I don't know. Anyway, it was 1000 and something race in F1. What was the duel in the desert 2014? Freddie. 
Is this close Freddy, wins? Freddy, 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 Freddy. Closest wins, Freddy. It was the 800th Grand Prix. That's not the answer, Adam. No! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 900. Yeah. It was the 900. Yeah. I really dislike you both because it's 5-5 five, five and I haven't come up with a question. Oh, my word. You know how I worked that out? I worked it out because I knew that Spa 2015 was Ferrari's 900th race. So then I said 800 for some stupid reason, which is why I'm an absolute word. I, oh, my God. I'm an absolute buffoon. Yeah, that's so buffoon. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm not throwing this away by saying 800 instead of 900, like an absolute... Well, you, well, you just I did. I have done, yes, I know. Nigel's got to come up with a Formula E tiebreaker question, otherwise I'm did, not safe. Did you, <laughs> did you know Manamar before I'd mentioned it in the break between Zoom calls? Yeah, I saw it on Twitter the other day. Oh, okay. I feel less bad about that now. <laughs> right, here we go. Uh, how long to the nearest mile was the endurance layout used in 2010, which everyone hated. Closest wins. Who wants to go first? Freddy. Freddy Coates has decided to go first. 4.6 miles. 4.6 miles. What is your answer, Adam Dickinson? He's just checking his crib sheet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect any cheating here, then things are going to get nasty. Things are going to get nasty? <laughs> Threaten me with like you're spying on me. Now you're saying things are going to get nasty if Adam cheats. Uh, 4.3. The answer is 3.9 oh, miles. Oh, damn. Adam Dickinson is the winner. I'm glad I didn't say six miles. That would look stupid. This week. Coming back from 5-2 or 5-1 five, down. 5-1 down, five, one down. Oh, yeah. Five. That is humiliating, Freddie. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> if you just say your name halfway through the question, then maybe. But Istanbul 2005, Lewis Hamilton at the Turkish Grand Prix in GP2, Adam Dickinson in 2020 on the Winging It F1 podcast. We're not comparing that. So Lewis Hamilton in 2006, you got it wrong. You're a bad yeah. actually. Um, we did have Leclerc at Bahrain with, in GP2, F2. I thought you were going to say 2019 was me. <laughs> was leading by a mile. <laughs> just you are Lewis Hamilton in 2007, the, the 2007 season. Yeah. Mm. You have bottled yeah. it in the gravel trap at China. <laughs> and the gearbox <laughs> has let you down. Is eight hundred rather than nine hundred? Is that? <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. stupid. Because I know yeah. Ferrari's. I know Ferrari's Turkey was eight hundredth Grand Prix. I was like, okay, it's so nine hundredth as far. Why didn't you say nine hundredth with your answer then? I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! No, we don't want any of that. There might be kids watching. No. Kids, if you're watching, please don't do that. Episode, really. If kids are watching, they'll want it, and we'll. Um, We'll, we'll film it. <laughs> uh, 
we are doing media law, ironically. Mm. I don't think this is really, this is a bit defamatory, this, I think. Yeah, <laughs> before we started filming, yeah, we were talking me. about... Yeah, you're defaming me, I'll get it out, one sec. Polly Rippard, if you're watching, Freddie Coates, give him a lower grade for the university. What? <laughs> before we did, before we started filming, Freddie was... We need to tag him in, in our tweet for this podcast and say, watch the end. <laughs> Freddie was saying, um, oh, yeah, Nigel's going to, like, you know, build it up and then he's going to pit, you know, create a lot of antagony between me and Freddie. And then at the end of the episode, then, you know, it'll all come boiling out of the quiz. And it has. And it anyway, has. I'm going to take it upon myself to end this podcast. I feel like if I don't, then I'll be abused for the rest of my life. So thanks for watching. Right, thanks for listening. Up. Have a good time, everybody. Enjoy Bahrain. See you later. See you, See you later.